Blog Talk Radio. Reconnected Healing Practitioner, Sound Therapist, and Positive Psychology Practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. 
Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's going on right now. And we do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we will do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative for those of you who are on the go and you quite simply cannot continue to listen online, feel free to call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via phone, or if you are driving a boat, please be sure to use your Bluetooth. Okay, our sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. With Audible.com, you can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want, and you can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's www.audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. For over 30 years, author and mystic healer, Sonia Grace has been offering her clients, both in the United States and abroad, immediate stability, clarity, and guidance. Through her healing, counseling, and spiritual processing, Sonia has a wide variety of talent to choose from in which she accesses her ability to channel and communicate with the divine. She sees and receives messages from loved ones who have crossed over and offers a venue for healing in this world and the spirit world. Her ability to read and clear the karmic threads to past lives helps clients heal lifetimes of patterns. Sonia also works with animals. She communicates with them for clarity and understanding for the owner as well as the veterinarian. She has worked with a wide variety of pets both here and in the spirit realm. She is the author of Angels in the 21st Century and Earthways Healing Medicine for the Soul. And there's a companion film presentation, Earthways series, and her new Earth Angels series, both available on her website, www.soniagrace.com. So it's S-O-N-J-A-G-R-A-C-E.com. And her new book, Become an Earth Angel, Advice and Wisdom for Finding Your Wings and Living in Service, is our topic for discussion. So welcome to the show, Sonia. Thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Thank you so much, T, for having me today. I'm, I'm great, and I'm really excited to get to talk to you and be on your show. So thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. I know, I know you're really busy, <laughs> so we're actually mm-hmm. very honored. And, you know, I read your book, and, and I want people to, to start out at least knowing a little bit about you. So you have seen spirit and angels from the time you were a child. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to start with you telling us a little bit about your life journey. Sure. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Oregon, and I grew up on a farm. You know, we were, you know, very um, uh, poor farming you know, community of hardworking people, and I played in the woods, you know, every day. That was my mom's way of getting us outside and under, from out from underneath, you know, her busy day of cleaning the house and caring for all these children. So we'd go to the woods and play, and every time I'd go out into the woods, you know, I'd see all the Davic realm, <laughs> I'd see, you know, all the tree spirits, everything. And when I'd come home, I would see spirits in the house. When I was a little kid, I was only two years old. I'd move my crib across the room, and I remember the memory of holding on to the bars and seeing my guides on both sides of the crib, you know, moving the crib across the room, because how could a two-year-old actually move that heavy crib that far? Mm. And, you know, I used to bang against the door to get my mom to come in and get me out of my nap because I wasn't sleeping. I was laying there laughing. And, you know, I was was a very... um, 
uh, happy child. Uh, I had a really wonderful open view. Uh, It was extremely open, and I didn't realize how far open it was until it got to be a bit hard to handle at 12. And I think at one point in the entire spirit realm walked through my, my bedroom, and I I had a hard time with that. I had no one in my family really to talk to. I had no one who really understood what that meant. And so, you know, bless my mom, she she kind of had to direct me in some way, and she put me into ballet class actually when I was five. And I trained as a classical ballerina and uh, went professional for about 15 years. And while I was dancing, I was, you know, studying healing work and I was with my first teacher and my second teacher and, you know, worked and trained through um, a lot of really intense long-term programs that, you know, that helped form my work that I do today. Uh, My first teacher was a a healer and taught me basically hands-on healing work, but it was, you know, it was old school. You know, we had to... We had to study anatomy. We had to learn polarity and Traeger and Feldenkrais and, you know, all of these different healing modalities before we ever went long distance. And I didn't learn the long distance work that I do until I was with my third teacher who then, you know, saw that I had the capability of doing that. And now I work nothing but long distance with clients all over the world um, because I I understand and know how to defy time and space to put myself in front of that person and do exactly the work I would do as if they were in front of me working on them. So I'm I'm a bit of an energy surgeon. I go in and work on livers and hearts and you know intestines and cancers and bad backs and all kinds of things. And I remove um, you know energetic probes. I remove things that aren't necessarily supposed to be there in terms of illness. Um, and I restructure tissue and I'm, I, I go in on a very deep sort of microscopic level and work. And um, along with that, you know, in, in the process of working with the body, I work with the, you know, emotional body, the spiritual body and the mental body. So I do a tremendous amount of processing work with people, um, specifically with the inner child as the focal point of the healing and removing those energetic components those emotional wounds from the past out of the physical body. And I also, um, as you were reading in my bio, I, I see, you know, spirits on the other side and help people to heal and connect with family members that they are, you know, needing to have that kind of interaction with. So there's a lot of stuff that I do, but the journey of getting there and how I arrived at the work that I do um, really, you know, was was through the arts. I mean, I just feel so blessed that that I have the the dance background as the really the formation of who I am as a healer. Because what that did was it got me in my body, and it really taught me how to ground, and it really taught me how to defy time and space on a lot of different levels. So I, you know, now I, I teach going- yoga. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say the ballet had to be a huge catalyst to everything because when you put movement to music, the vibration alone, I mean, I'm a sound therapist, so this really resonates with me. The movement Uh and the the vibration moves through you. It had to help you significantly with what you do. Totally, totally. And I, you know, 
I, I now now teach yoga, of course, because I still have to move and I still have to have that you know that outlet. But there's so there's so much of a marriage between spirit and the physical form that I experienced when I was dancing, and I experienced even more so in my in my practice and and the the type of yoga that I teach. And I only teach when I'm giving retreats. Um, I'll teach a yoga class prior to our meditation that we go into. And, I, you know, and that is primarily what I teach when I'm in person with people is meditation because I'm such a fan of everyone having the experience of going internal and really understanding that's, that's where we need to be. But the, the, the movement aspect of what you're talking about, um, I mean, do you, do you remember the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Do you do you remember the guy who was the doctor? He became a doctor and he couldn't go back onto the field because he decided to be a doctor. Yeah. You know, that's me. I, I it's like I, I I went back to go back into the game, but I can't because now I'm the doctor. It's like I I I used to teach ballet to you know all these kids, you know, to tons and tons of kids, and I would sit and work on them. I mean, one of them would have a bad knee and she'd be, you know, struggling with some kind of knee issue and they'd all be at the bar doing tondus and I'd be working on the knee, repairing something in the knee and, it, you know, and, and they all knew, you know, it's like they'd all come up to me and, Miss Sonia, you, you fixed my knee, didn't you? And I'd just look at him and say, no, that wasn't me, you know, and, and just, it was really great. It was such a wonderful um, connection with them at the same time. You know, I was that character from Field of Dreams. I I couldn't go back on the field. No, because you have something more important to do, which is, you know. And the yoga, too. I mean, that, just that alone, I know it helps me with my work because I do do yoga. I don't teach yoga. People keep saying, you should become a teacher. I don't choose to do that. I do it for me. Mm I don't mm-hmm, want to be mm-hmm. responsible for teaching other people. So, but the yoga, right. it actually focuses your mind a whole lot more so you can hone in on things a lot more easily. The clarity of mind is essential. So that, that too, going from ballet to yoga and practicing mm-hmm. that, all of that mm-hmm. is helping you with what you do. But what was the catalyst for actually writing this particular book? Well, Become an Earth Angel is really an accumulation of, you know, 33 years of doing this work and being struck over and over, time after time, by various healers and, you know, psychologists and therapists and, you know, psychics, all these different people who have called me and asked me to help them, to clear them, to, to you know, help them understand something better. And I... Uh, the the thing that that struck me the most was there's a lot of wounded healers out there there's a lot of people who have a weekend's worth of tools that are practitioners now there's a lot of people who are trying to navigate in a very complex world and complex system of the universe that that maybe they don't have enough tools in their bag to really understand let alone take on another person and do work with them. So I wanted to write a book that was a guideline that gave sort of the characteristics of this is what it takes to be in service. This is really where you need to be focusing your mind and your heart and your intention if you're going to be in service to humanity, to 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 the earth because because we we're a hodgepodge of things out there and there's a lot of things that people learn and people do and I wanted to 
to contribute but help give some guidelines and some boundaries as to an integritous way to approach being in service. And and while that's true, and I enjoyed your book, there's a part of it that really is, I found to be quite daunting. When you got to the part where it talks about the common characteristics of the earth angel. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading that, and I think, I think to myself, there's nobody on the planet who can do this. I mean, maybe Mother Teresa, maybe the Dalai Lama, maybe Mahatma Gandhi, but everybody else is a human being, and they can't constantly be in these states all the time. So I looked at that, and I thought, how does one become an earth angel if this, in fact, is the criteria to do so? It seems improbable. I'm not going to say impossible because I don't believe anything is impossible, but it seems improbable that many people could do this. Well, let me and let's back up. That's a really good point and let me back up as to the title become an earth angel. Okay? Mm-hmm. I did not ask to be an earth angel. I did not give myself that title nor did I pin a little badge on my lapel and say I'm an earth angel. I, that's mm-hmm. not where this came from at all. I had an experience, a, a very profound experience, when my father died, and I basically stood by his side for four days and went through the process with him. And then when he took his last breath and started to pass, I saw him leave his body, and I took him by the hand, and I went with him all the way up into the light and delivered him. And we had this amazing connection and an amazing experience that then the next morning when I was just waking up, it was about 6 in the morning, he was standing over me next to the bed, and there were angels with him. And he reached down, and they touched the top of my head and said, you are now an earth angel. And he thanked me for helping him and said, I couldn't have done it without you. And this is a, you know, mm-hmm. this is a really personal story. This isn't something that I feel you know, comfortable. I'm sure your listeners can understand this was a very tender, very intense moment between me and my father and, and the you know, and the archangels. But but mm-hmm. but I share it because that's how I became an earth angel. That's the that's what happened to me. And basically I had turned my life over to being in service. I proclaimed that years ago and went through varying stages of proclaiming my life is in service. Where do I need to be? What do I need to be doing? Because I am truly surrendered, God, goddess, to being in service. And this was a result of some of that work that happened. And so, so you know, as I start, you know, navigating through my life with this, wow, you know, what exactly does that mean? You know, there is a, an incredible amount of integrity and truth and sensitivity and all of the things that I list that I that I am required to live by, live with. And I do not ask other people, well, if you want to be an earth angel, what I suggest is if you want to be in service, I'm sure you will eventually at some point in your life have an experience, maybe not like mine, but it will be something that is a profound spiritual experience that you too then become an earth angel. Okay, so these characteristics of the earth angel actually pertain to you. And and your story is in the book about you and your dad. And and as I read it, it was profound. But then Mm -hmm. when I thought, okay, but that means you're a chosen you're chosen. You didn't proclaim it. So how does one, if they're not chosen, become an earth angel? I don't, 
I just don't see how that can be an easy thing to do. I mean, I'm in the healing arts as well, and I'm reading this, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, I'm not this good. You know, I'm, I, I, don't, I, I cannot consistently be living like this because there are going to be times I'm going to get mad, angry, upset. I'm human, and I can't. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're with a client or a patient, but on a regular level, I just don't see how, you know, somebody who isn't chosen can become an earth angel. So I guess the definition is, what is an earth angel? What, what, and why are there so many right now? Why do you feel there are so many that are coming forward or who these people are that could come forward? I, I think that, that we have moved into what I call the fifth dimension, and it's a much higher mm-hmm. frequency. It's a very high vibration. And as we learn to navigate and live in this higher frequency, many people are called to their spiritual path. Many people have said, uh, called me, had you know sessions with me, what is my purpose? I feel this calling. Mm-hmm. I feel I need to be doing something spiritual. And so a lot of times then it gets interpreted in ways that they, you know, they want to become a Reiki worker or they want to be more psychic or they want to do readings or they want to do these various things. And, and although that is a part of everyone's spiritualness, their, their ability of being more telepathic, being more sensitive, being more intuitive, maybe having some sensory system that's more pronounced than other, you know, than another. They're more psychic, maybe they're more clear audio. There's, there is a need, in my humble opinion, to have humanity understand that there is a natural state of being that we all share, which is our spiritual connection to source and to the earth. And in exploring that, in understanding that, in this pursuit of spiritual awareness, we might find ourselves choosing to devote our lives to being in service. And really, at this point in the fifth dimension, I feel everyone on the planet is being required to dedicate their their lives to being in service, whatever that is. Maybe you make lattes. Yeah, maybe you make lattes at Starbucks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. everyone is being called to being in service. So mm-hmm. with that being said, you know, be, becoming an earth angel, I don't feel is, is, is this, this pod of people that I tend to be in, which is healers like you. This, it's not necessarily this industry. It's all industries. You may find mm-hmm. a guy who's an electrician that's turned his life over and is living a life of being in service. And at some point in his career, he has some profound spiritual awakening, experience, whatever, and he, he becomes an earth angel. Okay, but I think that good. These, I'm really glad. These earth, yeah, these earth angels are people that are in all industries all over the world that are coming forth and having these experiences. I'm really glad you clarified that because in, in reading that and seeing that part of the book, it was like, all right, I'm just going to ask this question because I know a couple of other people have read the book and said, I don't get this part. And I was like, well, okay, we'll see what she says. I'll, I'll pose the question. But I agree with you that when, you, when people, it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from or what profession you have or career or job or anything that you're doing, and some people will say, well, I'm just a mom. Okay, you're not just a mom. That's a very important mm-hmm. job because you're creating these little people who are going to go out and do things in the world, and, and we want them to be nice and good people that people like. 
Right. It is all about, to me, coming from your heart. And if you're mm-hmm. coming from your heart, then you are in service automatically because you're coming mm-hmm. from your heart. So coming mm-hmm. from the heart center puts you in service. And I agree with you as well that everybody on the earth right now, it seems to me, is being called to be the steward of that and do that and to make this planet better. And I know right. that we see a lot going on out there with wars and shootings and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just a way to, ah, this is not going to sound right. and It's not going to come out right. I won't articulate this well. But maybe that needs to occur so that we can grow and finally really learn this and get it mm-hmm. to get to the point where everybody has to come from their heart and be in service. Because although we're being called to that, there are people who are resisting. Would you agree with that? Oh, I think there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of resistance in the world. And there's also a lot of people who are really locked in 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 the dogma that they believe. They're locked into this belief Mm -hmm. system that will not – it's such a high level of resistance that they can't even open the door to see that maybe there's something else that could be a possibility. And and so as we, you know, we live in duality, right? The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, yep. the hot, the cold. And as we become more and more um, polarized, you know, there's really good things happening, but there's really bad things happening. And, oh, my God, you know, look at what's happening on one side of the planet and look at what's happening on the other side of the planet. It is truly a a, 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 a defined, more extreme state of the duality than we've ever experienced. And I believe it's because we're moving out of the duality. There will be no mm-hmm. place for dualism 100 years from now. We will either have gotten the message and hung up the phone or we won't be here. But but right. there is a real need for people to start observing those good things, those bad things, and not investing their energy into them because that's what keeps karma going. That's what keeps collective karma going. And that's why we continue to have wars and all the things that, you know, you mentioned, all of these things that are, um, that are really hard on everybody. Even to the point of, if you look at mother nature, you know, Gaia is not happy. So she's spitting and spewing everywhere, and there's volcanoes, there's earthquakes, there are sinkholes everywhere. There are things going on because of what she allows us to live off of her and feed off of her, and and she doesn't ask for anything in return except that you treat her nicely, and we haven't been doing that. So now, even to the point of the earth itself, which is a living, breathing organism, getting upset and having to rid itself of its toxins and doing that, we see it not just from humanity's level, but from nature itself. Look at all the storms. Look at the severe winters that we're having all the way down to Florida. You know, this winter was not one, hey, I'm going to Florida because it's warm, because it hasn't been there. It's been as bad as it has been in the Northeast. So I think you're right. right. I think there's an awful lot that's that's going on with that. And the duality is shifting, but it's a rough shift. Well, it, you know, we're actually moving towards a, an ice age. That's, that is coming. But this is all, if, we, if you and I stood back in the middle of, you know, we're looking, we're in our galaxy, but we're looking down on Earth together, this, this would be a normal course of action that the Earth would take because this is the mm-hmm. Earth cycle. We get all riled up about it because suddenly we're living here <laughs> during this time, mm-hmm. going, whoa, I'm starting to feel the effects, you know. 
somebody who lives in Boston, bless their hearts, you know, they've gone through all of this horrible winter. And, you know, all I have to say to Boston and the whole Northeast is prepare yourselves because it is going to continue to get worse. And it will continue to each winter increase and the snow eventually won't stop. And, you know, I, I feel that, that this is not a scare tactic, nor is it a fear, fear thing. It's just part of how the earth takes care of herself. It's what she does. And we do have an effect on this planet, but this planet is so incredibly powerful and so strong that it will take, um, it, you know, it will take a lot before she shakes us off like a bunch of bad fleas, you know. It will take a mm-hmm. lot. We're getting there. We're getting to a point where we've really kind of upset the alkaline acidity, you know, of her system. We've really upset the apple cart. Um, and and I write in, you know, my book, Earthways, Healing Medicine for the Soul, as well as in Become an Earth Angel. We, our purpose, when people ask me what is our purpose, we're here to take care of this planet. That's why we all came here, is to be the stewards, the caretakers of this earth. And the more that we, you know, can do that on our own, you know, if, if the listeners are thinking, well, how do I do that on my own? How can I, I get really overwhelmed by all the things that Greenpeace sends me and I can't possibly send them money every time they want me to contribute. It, you, you can do that on your own simply by focusing your love and your energy and all that you have about who you are deep into the earth because the earth and her energy is meant to intertwine and interact with your energy. She is why your electric, electromagnetic field is, you know, is in place and works. You know, her energy is instrumental to each of us and to our healing. So, so just sending your love and your good energy down into the earth you know, and grounding your energy is like supercharging her. And yes, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is when we talk about, you know, feeding into the fear, we're not alone in that. We do that because of all the mm-hmm. sensationalism of the newspapers and the television and the radio and, and right. everything that right. it seems all this negativity is brought forward to us. And we're watching wars on TV. These are not war movies. This is the actual thing going on. We see this mm-hmm. and then people decide to replicate it. And we're living in it. So we're constantly being told, you've got to live in fear. We're at orange, we're at red, we're at yellow, we're at whatever color we're at. And I don't even know what the colors mean anymore because I don't pay attention to it. And people will say, you know, you really need to pay more attention. No, we need to pay less attention and not feed it energy because that only creates something worse. Whereas if you're coming from your heart and you realize, okay, that's too bad, God bless and you stop mm-hmm. thinking about it and move on and take care of your own energy field and take care of your own plot of land, whatever that may be, and recycle and do the things. This is all helping the earth. Every little bit mm-hmm. counts. Yeah, that yeah I agree. Is, I agree. Yeah, being in service, yeah. But, but I, think, I think that the, the, the important part to add to what you just said is that our energy needs to really be grounded it needs to go in mm-hmm. literally go into the earth because so often people will get into a situation maybe they go to work there's some kind of a meeting they walk into the 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 boardroom and they feel this horrible dread this you know this like somebody punched them in the stomach and their energy or somebody else's energy is engaged with their third chakra energy and you know boom there's this whole thing that 
develops and, and comes out in this meeting that the person feels, you know, um, like they have to be on defensive or engage or that someone's attacking them. And so instead of grounding our energy, we tend to send our energy out to that person and meet it and engage with it. And that's actually the very conduit that creates more karma between us and other people. And when we can Mm -hmm. think ahead of the the whole thing and say, okay, no matter what happens here, I'm going to ground my energy. I'm going to really send that energy down into the earth. Then then we're, we're really starting to learn to disengage from being so reactionary to to not only the energy of what this person's coming at you with, but but to the duality. You know, we don't have to be reactionary to things. We can right. sit back and observe it and say, okay, just like you said, I'm I send this blessings and I'm not going to engage my energy. I'm going to observe it, and if I feel that there's some action that's needed. On my part, I'm going to do it from an internal space by going into meditation. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. Meditation is a great way, and people think, well, I don't have time to meditate. You truly do not have, you don't, you don't have the time not to meditate. That's the thing. Meditation actually gives you more time because you find during the day you're less reactionary and you're able mm-hmm. to think more clearly to the point where when you are walking into that boardroom and you are meeting someone who's, let's say, on the attack, I'll use that word, and you feel that energy coming toward you, it's always okay to just stop and take a breath and not say anything. You can pause. That alone right there is grounding. And that alone allows you to realize, you know what, I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what the baggage is that they have. But you always know it isn't you. And if you can get that into your head and realize it's when someone's attacking me, I know it's not about me because I didn't do anything. So this person has baggage and they need to vent. Take a breath and allow them to do whatever they're going to do. You might not like it. It may not feel good. But you know what? When you take that breath and you allow yourself to use your filter before you speak, you won't react and you won't continue that sparring back and forth of the negative energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's a lot here that, um, that happens, you know, with that exchange. There's a lot. Just like you said, there's transference, there's projection, there's, there's an exchange of energy and 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 the 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 part the umbrella that our our human society has lived under is what I call the two main roles the victim or the perpetrator and mm-hmm. and in modern day society it's the bully the victim or the bully and i see mm-hmm. people playing playing these two roles out wanting to either be justified because they are the victim or to be um angry and and you know the perpetrator the bully and stomp their foot and and you know make it happen because because it's their way you know they want to have their way and all of this victim perpetrator stuff to me goes back to that wounded inner child that little that little kid that did not get to express their power as it was developing when they were two you know the child that was shut down and told at one years old your feelings aren't valid and don't cry you know, all of these things affect us and are the, the very key components that actually draw threads, lines to our karmic history. Whereas we feel, you know, someone betrayed us in this life. When I go back and I literally see these past lives, I, I'm taken up into the ethers. I follow the soul where the soul came from. And then I, it, the soul comes back down 
to where their last incarnation was. And so that whole event, that lifetime, just like a, a big hologram, just opens up in my office and I watch what happened to this person. And I'll see the, the lifetime, and the, you know, the pertinent things in the life so I can report that to my client and what happened to them. And, and if it's betrayal, of course, you know, there it is again. The, 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 the person was betrayed in this lifetime. And I'll trace it back hundreds of lifetimes to where it began and go back to where they first experienced betrayal. And then I'll go in and clear that karmically so they don't have to walk around with that thread anymore. They don't have to keep doing betrayal over and over and over again. And they can focus in on something else that they need to work on. And eventually we do get these things cleared out. Will everybody clear their karma out in this lifetime? No, I don't believe so. But will people have an opportunity to clear more of their karma? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, we've had hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes, all of us. Um, yes, that includes all your listeners. You know, we've all had hundreds of lifetimes uh-huh. to have the opportunity to come back to consciousness and to work on our karma. And so here we are now in this fifth dimension. It's like the light bulb went on and everybody's going, wait a minute. You know, uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't do that homework assignment, but, but I'm here <laughs> and I, and I <laughs> want to move forward. And so, and so, you know, there are, a lot of people are rushing, going, okay, 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 I've got to get this done. And all I can say to that, if any of your listeners are feeling that, is it's okay. Just slow down, get centered, mm-hmm. go into meditation. It's, it, it's all in perfect timing. It will happen. It will, it will be in its own natural process. And truly, enlightenment should not be the carrot on the end of the stick here. I think the carrot on the end of the stick is is that we enjoy diving into all of the emotional wounds that we carry, past and present, and and excavate them from our physical body so that we have good health. That to me is like number one priority. Absolutely, you need to have good health, or you're not going to have anything. But people like to carry around the negativity with them. Some people do, and other people just don't know how. So that's why it's important to have shows like this so that people can learn there are sources you can go to to help you get through things that you might think are, well, no one can help me with this. And then when you meet someone like Sonia, you say, oh, wait a minute, okay, here's somebody who can help me because she truly can. It's, it's in the book, and the name of the book, again, is Become an Earth Angel, Advice and Wisdom for Finding Your Wings and Living in Service. So this, this book... It talks a lot about, you know, how to do that, how to get to that place, how to be in service. But you yourself, you provide many different services for clients, one of which is mediumship so they can connect to those they have lost, be it pets or people. Are you also psychic? Do you provide psychic readings? Is that something you don't do? Yeah, I'm very psychic. In fact, I was one of the top three psychics that provided um provided predictions for the National Enquirer this year. And I don't, you know, that's not something that I put out front as my my main thing, but, you know, the fact mm-hmm. that they asked me to be someone who to contribute was really great. And I do, you know, I'm very psychic while I'm, while I'm talking to people and, gather, you know, I'm getting information and providing information from my guides who are high angelic beings. And I, and I, and I, I'm very, um, but I'm 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 sort of on on all levels, you know. I see, smell, hear, and feel, and taste. 
you know, the spirit realm. The, the, so it's like everything's on. And 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 my experience of working with people is is quite multifaceted in that if I see someone, you know, they're coming to me because they've got a bad knee, I'm not only going to work on their knee, but I'm going to talk to them about what's going on because it's on the right side and that's engaging the male side of their of their being and why do they feel so overworked and we're going to do some processing around that and then we're going to go deeper and probably discover that there's something that happened when they were two that needs to be cleared and then maybe go back into some past lives and see that oh yeah that you know there was a lifetime in you know the 1500s where their knee was crushed by a wagon you know and then clear that so, so mm-hmm. there's a there there's sort of you know everything sort of does a dance. It's a big choreographed dance of all this stuff, and um, I, you know, I'm I'm there. I'm present. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you absolutely are present because if somebody comes to you with an issue, and let's say you clear that issue rather quickly, I'm sure that you're going to look around and see what other issues are there that are prevalent that could be affecting other parts. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to say that, that, you know, the angels are um, just an amazing, the, the highest vibration of beings next to God, that divine love, that source that we all, you know, connect with in our prayer and meditation. And they're, they're, they're really accessible to everyone. You can always call upon the angels. You can always ask for help from the angels. I was, uh, I was very fortunate, and I've worked with the archangels, you know, for for a long, long time, and they took me into that angelic realm. They took me into what I call the parallel universe, and it's the place where our family members and people who have died have gone to, heaven, spirit realm, whatever you want to call it. They took me into that place, and it was really um, an amazing experience. It was something that um, the, the best description I can give you is, I felt such a level of bliss. I really didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave. And I mm. saw so many angels. I couldn't even count how many angels I saw. It was filled with angels. And they were all very much tuned in and attentive to what was going on here on earth. So I encourage your listeners, you know, if you if you have a problem or you have you get into a jam with something or you need help, you know, don't hesitate to call on the angels because they're really here to serve humanity at the highest level of our beings. You know, and we talk about this a lot on this show, and we've had angel discussions before, and I've oftentimes said there is an angel for everything. There really is. I mean, sometimes when my contact lens will not go in my eye, the first time I did this, I thought, I put it in my eye, it's hurting like crazy, it must be backwards, why is it backwards? Take it out, put it in the other way, it's still hurting, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I stood there and I said, okay, contact lens angels, you've got to help me with this, I need this contact to get in my eye, I've got to get going, and I put it in the, the contact lens solution, I put it in my eye and I was fine. So now every morning when I take out my contacts, I'm like, okay, contact lens angels, you've got to help me with my contacts, and they just go in easily. And people think, well, that's mm-hmm. just stupid. Hey, it's not stupid. There's, there's a job for everyone, and if there's somebody mm-hmm. that can help me with this, I'm going to call upon them to do so. They're, right. It's there for the asking, but I think not enough people ask. <clears throat> right, right. Well, and, and again, it goes back to a, a very long, long centuries of people prescribing to being victims. And, you know, this mm-hmm. is what happened to me. And one of the hardest things that I do with my clients is help my clients to identify 
where they've ever done that behavior to another person and go in and actually Mm -hmm. clear that and heal that within themselves. Because, you know, we can all sit here and say, well, you know, it's just horrible. There's all this war and fighting and all of this. You know, and it's like, sure, maybe maybe for many of us we have not been to war or, you know, fought another person or killed another person or done anything that dramatic. But there certainly is that part within each of us that's been angry and so mad and so frustrated and so, you know, just beyond ourselves that we could have exploded. You know, you have to find what degree that is within you. But I think it's very powerful to own it and to own what part of us is a part of that so that we aren't being victims anymore. We are truly stepping into a place of balance and a place of responsibility. Because if, if, we, if we can all remember one thing of this interview today, it is that we are infinite souls having a human experience. So we are infinite in all of our experiences in the universe. We have always been. We will always be. And so we don't need to get too, you know, too caught up in, the, you know, the, the defining moment of just this lifetime. We are infinite. And we have the ability to um, drop into this experience with our heart and our bodies being truly the the vessel, you know, the the, the, it, it, is, it, it is the vessel that connects the God source that comes down through the top of your head and the goddess, the earth energy comes up through your legs and it meets at your heart. And that's, that's the infusion, that's the, the riot of energy and the alchemy that takes place. So for those of you who are listening that are artists and musicians and you know, people who create, that, that's that energy. That's that fusion of God and goddess source coming right together at your heart and exploding out your hands. And it's, it's wonderful. And I, I, I encourage everyone to experience that in whatever you do. You know, maybe you, you sew for a living. Maybe you, you work in a store and you sell things. You know, there, there is that energy in your hands, in your body, igniting at your heart, coming through you doesn't matter what you do. And it's the creativity that, that flows out. And, Sonia, I know that you have a 7 o'clock appointment, so I want to be able to share a couple of things about you with our audience. For instance, sure. you have two events coming up, Fusion of the Four Essential Bodies, the Meditation Retreat in Lemuria, Maui, April 24th to 27th, as well uh, no, no, as no, no. Sacred it's, Sight. It's October 8th through the 11th. October 8th Ooh, through the 11th. Oh, I was 11th. giving the wrong info. Okay, October 8th. Yeah. Oh, see, good thing I said this. And then yeah. how about the Sacred Sites Meditation Retreat in the U.K.? Is that June 1 to 13? Nope, that's May 6th through the 14th. Wow, something's wrong mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you got the wrong information. But, yeah, the, the Sacred Site Meditation Tour is to all of the megalithic sites in England, and it's May 6th through the 14th. We still have some spaces available if people are interested. It's going to be incredible. I'm actually filming a documentary while the tour is going on. So if you're on the tour, you're in the film. And, um, Yay, and, and then cool. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And then the fusion of the four essential bodies. This is an amazing meditation retreat. Lumeria is an, a beautiful meditation yoga retreat there in, in Maui. And that's a four-day, like, get down and connect with source. It's going to be amazing. That's great, and that's in the fall. So you can go in the spring to England, and you can go to Maui in the fall. Yes. 
It'll be terrific. Yes. It'll be terrific. And I'm also going to be. I'm also teaching a workshop at the Mind Body Spirit um, Festival there in London, and that's on May 1st. So if you happen to be in London or you're listening to this broadcast in London, um, I'll be teaching a workshop there at the Mind Body Spirit Festival. So Google the Mind Body Spirit Festival in London and you can check her out May 1st and then you can see what's coming up May 6th through 14th as far as the Sacred Sites Meditation Retreat in the UK is concerned. It's all, yes, and it's all on my website, which is Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. Yes, and that website is just a plethora of information. So go check that out because there's so much there, including this book and her other two books and so, so many things to look at. It's crazy. And that's where I actually think I got, I thought I got the information for the dates, but it could have been from the publicist. I'm really not sure. So I'm sorry okay. that the dates were incorrect. You know? That's okay. Um, but, no problem. No. <laughs> no, we fixed it. <laughs> we fixed it. Yeah. The angels helped us. <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time, uh, you sharing thank all you. this information with us. And, you know, everyone, again, it's S-O-N-J-A-G-R-A-C-E dot com. So check that out. And listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. So share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, purposefully, in service. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including the upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. If you're not in the area or you can't make a concert, you can order one of my CDs, Imagine, which is the healing music of Quartz Crystal Singing Bowls, or the Healing Sounds of Christmas, which is the healing music of my Quartz Crystal Harp. Both of the CDs are available on my site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Give it. 